Welcome to Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. Please enjoy today's message. All right, say it with me. We are a church growing and thriving, overflowing with love, strengthening the family, transforming the community, impacting the world, where every member is a minister and a church alive is worth the drive. Amen. These are our missionaries to Brazil, Alex and Jeannie Andrade. Hey, man, let's give them a good welcome here at Faith Life Fellowship. Uh, we go way back. Um, Jeannie Stedman, probably 30 years, Word of Life Center, our church, our pastor, uh, Pastor Sam Carr. Uh, she was the director of the Bible school there in Louisiana before I was, and she was director when my wife graduated from the Bible school. So, like I said, we go way back. And uh, she just met this young pup, uh, what, four years ago? You know, been married, what, three years now? Four years now. So um, they found each other at Raymond Bible School back in the 80s, and then they separated for like 30 years, and the Lord brought them back together. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. So now they minister together in Brazil. Jeannie's been there for 13 years, 15 years, oh, Lord. Uh, and uh, she speaks Portuguese fluently. So I have a request that I didn't tell you about at lunch yesterday. Could you just give us a sample of him preaching in English and you translated in Portuguese? Just a little snippet, just to get a, a flair for it. I'm going to turn it over to Alex and Jeannie. Jeannie's going to give us a, a real quick update on the ministry, and then Alex is going to bring the message of the hour. Amen. All right, well, it's a pleasure to be here. Hallelujah, é um prazer estarmos aqui com vocês. In the house of the Lord. Na casa do Senhor. We're excited to watch the Holy Spirit move in your lives this morning. Estamos muito animados em ver o Espírito Santo fluindo nas suas vidas hoje de manhã. And we hope you are as well. Esperamos que vocês também estão animados. So get prepared for the anointing to manifest himself in your life. Então sejam preparados para um som se manifestar manifestar nas suas vidas e fazer um efeito nas pessoas ao seu redor. Amen. Amém. Glória a God. Glória a Deus. That was fun, but I was a little rusty. And sometimes he likes to like do long sentences, all these dangling participles, and my eyes are going da 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 da. da. But it was good. I just want to take a couple of minutes just to share because he's got a powerful word to share with y'all today. And um, just real quickly, one of the main things I've done in Brazil before before we got married, I traveled all over the nation um, as a professor for different. Bible schools. One of them was Rama. Also, I traveled as a professor for um, a seminary called Carisma, which is a seminary of the largest church in Brazil, a church of 80,000 members. So I traveled all over doing conferences and mainly teaching on healing, the glory of God, and worship that brings the manifested presence of God. That's mainly what I focused on. Now that I got married, I don't want to travel anymore. You know, it's two of us, and, and God spoke to us about the city that we live in, which is called Lagoa Santa. And it's just 30 minutes from, I think, the third largest, you know, every census, the largest city in a nation can change. But it was the third largest city in Brazil called Belo Horizonte, and it had 
has like 5 million people. And we live in a community of 60,000 right outside of that. But the Lord has given us a word for that community, a word of healing. And um, I won't go into all of that. But just to say that one of the things we've done are healing schools. And Alex focuses more on prayer, like a prayer school. And I do more the healing schools. But one of the things that I teach them is that in worship, y'all, how many of y'all have been around long enough to know you heard of Catherine Kuhlman? You know, she came in on the tail end of a major move of healing in this nation that was in the 50s and 60s, I think the late 40s on into maybe the early 60s. But she kind of came in on the tail end of that revival of healing and what the Lord had shown me in the last couple of years is that in Brazil God you know Brazil is about I used to say like 30 years behind us where we are in in understanding of the word and so forth they were like 30 years behind because in history Brazil has been the largest Catholic nation and the largest um, witchcraft, voodoo, and all that nation in the world per capita. But that's begun to change. I, I forgot to bring statistics with me. I wasn't real prepared for this weekend, but I forgot to bring statistics. But Brazil has accelerated in evan- evangelical population. In the last 15 years, there's been, I mean, and I can show you this statistically, but in the last 15 years, there's been like a 63% increase in Christianity in the last 15 years and the majority of that now it's not 63 percent Christian population I think it's only 21 or 23 percent evangelical population right now but it was one city I lived in was only three percent when I first moved there you know it's been that low but now I think it's up to 20 something but out of that percentage of Christians, 25% are Pentecostal, Neo-Pentecostal, Word of Faith, Charismatic. So what does that mean? The Word of Faith, the Word that you learn here, the Word that many of you preach yourselves, it is running in that nation. And I've had the privilege to be a part of that move of God in the last 15 years. The churches that part, and individuals, we have a lot of business people, or few business people that You know, they give a percentage of their business to missions, their income to missions. We've got had some great business people that have partnered with us. But whoever partners with us, be it prayer to giving to coming, you know, you're a part of this acceleration of the word of God in the nation of Brazil. So I just want to thank y'all. Y'all have been apart for over a year now, I guess since your inception pretty much, two years now. And we appreciate that. And one of the things I just wanted to mention real quickly the healing and the healing schools and the worship is mainly what I've been focusing on. One thing we've taught in relation to healing, but the glory of God is that worship. See, worship, and when I go to churches, you know, the pastors always want me to come or want us to come sit down while the church starts. Well, let's go back to my office and we'll talk. And, and I always tell them, Pastor, the minute the service starts, we must be out there to honor the word, to honor the presence of God and to worship, you know, and so we're actually teaching pastors about worship because they're thinking, yeah, I guess I should be too, you know, so, but the, we've learned and we are teaching, like even this, this young brother over here was on the drums. I've worked with worship teams to help teach them how to recognize what the 
glory of God is doing, where the cloud is going, and how to flow with it in a way that there is a presence of God that brings healing. I mentioned Catherine Kuhlman. If you know anything about her ministry, and you can go watch it on YouTube, a lot of things. She trained her team how to worship where there was a manifested presence of God, acts of God, works of God during worship. They didn't wait till she preached. There were people that were healed. Listen, you can read the books, and, I, and I'm not just trying to promote her, but I'm telling you what God has done in this nation, what God is continuing to do, and what he's starting to do in Brazil. Because there were even atheists, there were journalists, there were reporters that didn't believe in God. They would go to her meetings just to write articles to put in the next day's edition against her. And the power of God, without her touching them, without her preaching, just through the worship, would fall on them and they would become healed and converted by the manifested presence of God that touched them. No human touched them, it was the presence of God. And so even this brother, when he was drumming, I heard the sound of heaven and that's one of that's what started getting me stirred up brother because you know I teach the teams the musicians how to hear it and that in any service and we don't manipulate we just flow if something happens it happens if it doesn't we don't manipulate you know I teach them how to hear because heaven worships 24 7 Heaven does not stop worshiping, and I got news for everybody. When we get to heaven, it's not going to be an hour of worship, 30 minutes of worship. It's 24-7. So we're practicing now for eternity. And there I teach the bands. There are ways to flow. You don't have to have five songs for God to show up. Or, or God's here. If, you, if you're a Christian and you come in, he's here. Wherever you are, he's there. But there are ways that it becomes a corporate flow that even people around you. See, I think Christians don't even realize you are a carrier of the glory of God. You are a carrier of the presence of God. And in in Psalms, I think it's 32 or Psalms 27. I have it written down. But the Bible says, my soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble, those depressed, if you study it out, those depressed, those downcast, those beat down and afflicted around me will hear my boasting in the Lord and they will be glad or to be delivered to be lifted up to be set free and so we work with the musicians how to hear that sound because heaven's constantly worshiping and musicians can tap in you know worshipers can tap into the sounds of heaven and transfer them into what they're doing in the earth and I heard just one of the things that's so big in Brazil because Brazilians love beat rhythm of beat they love the drum beat they love it and there's times when some of the drummers they just get a beat from heaven and I have all the other musicians just kind of back off and let him go with it and I don't remember where the scripture is but there there there's a scripture that Becky our pastor's wife used to teach on in worship where it's like that beat that drum beat it's like breaking through beating down the works of the enemy, pushing back. You know, and once you learn the value of instruments and singing, your words, the music, you actually do warfare and deliverance. And I heard your your beat was not an unusual beat, but at the moment you had picked up the beat of heaven. And so as worship leaders, we, you know, we teach them, the worship leaders, how to identify where that anointing is flowing and kind of go with it until there's something manifested. And, and I learned when I was director of the Bible school, I learned that how to 
have a manifestation of the presence of God in five minutes. I learned that because it's not a long, drawn-out time. God's already here, always ready. And so this is just part of what you're investing in as a church in teaching and training in Brazil and then doing the healing schools. If you want to go ahead and bring the pictures up, um, this was a lady that I just had 16 weeks of a healing school in the largest church in the nation. This lady, the first, the second week of school, she came and she couldn't hardly walk. She's an attorney. She's in a prominent prominent attorney in that city of five million and her husband is as well she said she didn't want to come to bible school I mean, she loved god but she just didn't want to she didn't have time and she was sick she couldn't even hardly walk she had multiple sclerosis sclerosis but she said she knew the lord brought her and the set in the second week of school now i talked with her individually because she asked me she says teacher can what about an immune disease can immune disease a system do, immune system disease be healed and I shared with her about how from that moment on she need to declare I'm healed quit having ownership of that disease have ownership of the glory of God because at that moment I had been teaching on how we're carriers of the glory where the glorious healing can flow and do you know she got a hold of it she didn't rationalize herself out of it I mean she's a prominent person in that city and she got a hold of it in the second week this was the second week of school she came back she said I can walk the school's on top of a hill and she said I couldn't even walk up the hill I couldn't walk to the I don't know what the forum is it's where the I guess where attorneys meet I guess it like a courtroom it was like a court place and she would go she couldn't walk um she was having urinary incontinence because all of her nerves were affected everything was affected and she's a young girl about my age yeah <laughs> we look about the same age but she got totally healed Okay, you can go to the next picture, whoever's doing it. Now, this, now, y'all, I apologize for the poor resolution, but I'm not a technical person. We're believing for technical help. But there's a video, for those of you who are interested, there's a video update of this last year that includes healing testimonies and other testimonies of Brazilians towards the ministry. And I just got a little clip off the video. That's why the resolution is not good. But you can go see the full video here, the full testimonies in um, Portuguese with English translation. This girl is maybe 30 years old. I was teaching on how we can get, get bread for our visitors, healing bread. Do y'all know the story that um, somebody had a visitor come, they didn't have any bread, so they went to their neighbor, can you give me some bread? He's like, no, 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 I got to have some bread. And how healing bread. You remember the lady that with the demon-possessed son, uh, child, she wasn't even a Christian. She wasn't even in covenant. But she went and got even a crumb from the, ma she said, I can get a crumb from the master's table and my daughter will be totally set free from demons. She believed that. She wasn't even in covenant. So we teach on the healing bread, how you can go get bread for your loved ones, bread for your family. I'm kind of mixing a bunch together, but I'm hurrying. But this girl got a hold of it, and she had a friend whose father had cancer, prostate cancer, and she felt led to call him, talk to him about healing, to pray for him. And then in, she did. And then in the middle of the night, she was awakened by the Holy Spirit, and God said, you intercede tonight for that man and she she'd never done that before she didn't know that you could intercede for the healing of someone and she got up all night just declaring the word and the, I think the next day or the following day they called her and he had gone back to the doctor and the doctor said well 
You don't have anything. You know, I don't know if we made a mistake. I don't know what the deal was, but we have no signs of cancer. Go home happy. And, I, you know, this girl learned that she could intercede in behalf of the sick and bring healing to them. And then I asked her before she went off the platform, I said, look, let's pray for any students. There were 500 students. I said, let's pray for any students with cancer or loved ones with cancer. And so let's go to the next slide. And she did. And now this girl was in that class, the week before and she had a lump in her breast and she said that when I I asked students I said if anyone has cancer stand up she wouldn't stand up because she was embarrassed I mean she's like 24 years old and she wouldn't stand up but she said she claimed that healing for cancer and that lump in her breast because they were ready to do a biopsy on her and she said that she went and I told them I said now go home go to the bathroom check yourself whatever you need to do if there's visible symptoms of something and she went back checked no more lump totally gone as a result of that student praying and see I teach them you know that's what I teach them you're the carriers because one thing God showed me is like in the in the U.S. in the 50s the healing move there were prominent individuals Jack Coe William Brannan A.A. Allen or Robert you know there were people that were prominent carriers of that gifts of healings that healing anointing but that now in Brazil and not just in Brazil in the world he wants to use his whole body God's not waiting for another or Roberts. He's not waiting for another, you know, Shambok. He's not waiting for those. He wants to use us. He's waiting for us. And that's what we teach them is you're the ones who carry the anointing. So that's why I was so excited to see the students, you know, and then let's go to the next one. This is where, so that's the healing. That's primarily what we've been focusing on. This is a class Alex taught. This is the largest church in the city we live in and it's a baptist church but it's a spirit-filled baptist church and alex taught is teaching classes in that church and then in that bible school and then let's go to the next one and then this was the class that i had just taught and everyone you'll see on the video they're saying thank you you know the video is live and the students are saying thank you to all the partners so you can you go see that later but it's for you it, the video was made for you all of our partners so i just want to say in closing um one thing see alex was here last summer for a couple of months and while he was there i just doubled my work you know what I'm saying? I just took advantage of focusing on just the work. And what had been in my heart for several years, because I have a doctorate in theology, and everyone kept telling me, all the Brazilians, most Americans didn't even know I had a doctorate because I never even said much about it. But they said, Jeannie, for more validation, you know, you need to write some books. Well, signs and wonders and miracles are enough validation for me. But a few years ago, the Lord spoke to me, it's time for your books. And so I'm like, I'm not even a writer. I can preach. Somebody can transcribe it. You know, that's good enough for me. But it finally is like the Lord said, ask me to help you be a writer. So I did. And in while he was in the States, I wrote two books. I have two more that are in the skeleton phase of it. And these are books because the Lord, he told me because I wouldn't have done it for the cost and I just wouldn't have thought of it because the classes I was teaching with those students and that was one class and then there was a night class with the same quantity. So it was around 500 students. He said, film it, get a videographer to come, which I did. We hired a film guy to come. He filmed all the classes. So we have audio video and the 
we, which we also put on a pin drive. Um, that they had never seen a credit card pin drive before. We got that done, and this is one of the books. What I did for the students, and these are all in Portuguese. I write in Portuguese, and then we had to translate one of them back into English. So, hey, I didn't start learning a second language until I was 50 years old. I went to the university with all these little 20-year-olds to learn Portuguese at 50 years of age and loved it. Actually, I like being with young people. But this is their textbook, and it's over 100 pages. And the name of the ministry is The Voice of Healing, and there's a reason for that. But I won't get into that today. But it's called Christ, the One Who Heals. And it's got tons of lessons. And I already have a volume, too, that were it's in my heart, you know, in my mind I'm thinking about. But we did that. This is what they, the study guide for the students. But it has teachings they never heard of. That's what reports. We never heard of this. Then we did called Confessing the Healing Word. And those of you who've been around the block many times here, this is nothing to you. But they don't have this in Brazil like this. They've translated some of Brother Hagen's books, T.L. Osborne's books, a lot of Joyce Meyer's books. Um, They've translated a lot of Americans' books into Portuguese. But as far as a course that was developed from there, the only people that even preach divine healing are the Foursquare, and that's once a year on their healing. One of the days they do their four tenets of their doctrine, they don't even focus on it. So it's, it's time for a move of God in the body of Christ. But anyway, this is called Confessing the Healing Word, and it teaches about how to take the word as medicine, and then how to meditate the word of God. Then it has like 120-something healing scriptures with the confession. Now, to some of you, that sounds so elementary. But I'm finding out that even in America right now, we've gotten away from a lot of the elementary. We're into a lot of the hype and the show. Okay, there's a place for, there's a place for those kinds of things. But we've, the basic tenets of walking whole and walking healthy and living a long life is not taught except very rarely so since I got home my brother was diagnosed with cancer and someone else I forget now who at the second was diagnosed with cancer and the Holy Spirit said or I felt impressed get the healing confessions in English and I've got two churches that have already bought a quantity of these. These are the healing confessions. So it took us a while to get it in English because we started in Portuguese. And we are selling these in English to raise money to help get all of these published in Portuguese. Because what I want to do, this is the textbook. This is this book. Should I add? This book is in, which is a student guide, is in this form to sell publicly. But this is just a blue line or a mock-up or a partner spec because we're in the process of getting finding the right publisher right now. We also want to get this one published in a little book form that they can carry in their purses, their backpacks, take to the hospital, give to the sick, use when they're out ministering to people. That's the project at this moment. So we, we brought some of these healing books. We asked Pastor Scott if it was okay and he to sell these. We're asking for 20. If you just want to buy one or two or three, give them to your whoever you know $20 a piece 
and or you can give an offering. You can give $100, you can give 200 you can give 1000 you can give whatever you want, and all that money goes to get these books published because the Brazilians have been in an economic crisis, and they don't know about being givers like you do. And they don't know the value of investing in a book to learn or, or DVDs or pen drive. They haven't learned that yet. They're just in the beginnings of that. So we're asking our partners to help us at least get our first printing. You know what I'm saying? At least get our first publishing. And um, then we can recuperate some of our expenses as we go. But and if you give an offering of any amount to the publishing of the, these books, you can have one of the healing books, okay, as an appreciation, but for you, don't just take it and sit it on the shelf, oh, look, I got a little book, no, take it, meditate it for yourself, because I don't see too many teenagers in here, and it, one of the students on the video on the Facebook, she said, she's like, 28 years old she said you know I'm not sick I never get sick she goes I'm like what am I doing in this healing class with all you know and she said the Lord showed her you need to stay well and you need to minister healing to others and teach others how to be well so you may not even be sick but someone you know the devil wants the body of Christ to be maimed to be lame, to just not be able to do the work that we want to do and that God wants us to do. So I just wanted to present all of that to you, to thank you for what you've done so far. And it, you know what I'm saying? This is our project that we are trying to do is get this material published. I have two other books, and one of them, I'll just mention it, is called The Faith of Mary. Brazil being a predominantly, well, it's not predominantly anymore, Catholic nation. Um, the book is called The Faith of Mary. And what the Lord put in my heart to do was how Mary was overshadowed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the same presence as in Psalms 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the presence of the Almighty, the shadow of the Almighty. And in Genesis 1, where the Holy Spirit was hovering over a dark, chaotic, destroyed earth. Y'all know what I'm talking about? that he was, the Spirit was hovering. Those three instances, it's the same work of the Holy Spirit and how Mary received that presence, the overshadowing, the power, the fire of the Holy Spirit on the word that she believed, she received, she confessed it. And that gave birth in the natural to the promise. And so, and also about how Mary was in the upper room when they all got filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, there's just, it's going to be a little book about Mary, and I believe it's going to reach the Catholics. It's going to have a salvation prayer in the back. So I just wanted, you know, to tell you that this is part of where your missions dollars are going. And thank you all so much. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Praise God. It's exciting to see him move everywhere. I had a couple things that I uh, was asking the Holy Spirit what he wanted to share with you guys this morning. And it's very interesting. When I talked to Pastor Scott earlier this week, he said something to me that actually <clears throat> the Holy Spirit said, pay attention to that. Pastor Scott mentioned a scripture, and uh, as soon as he said it while I was on the phone, the Holy Spirit said, pay attention to that. So I'm going to condense uh, what we've got going on this morning and just kind of get into what the Lord was showing me. If you would, turn in your Bibles to uh, 1 John 2.20. And I may go a little fast this morning just for time, so I recommend you listen to the podcast or get the recording. I'm going to read a verse of Scripture to you. It's not, not where you're turning to, 
but it's in Proverbs 3, beginning in verse 13. It says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. I love that verse of scripture because it reminds me how important the word of God is in our lives. You know, I think we as Christians begin to focus on things as we go through life. We begin to understand the word, we begin to understand that he wants us to prosper and be in health. And you know what's sad is we as believers start focusing on that and not focusing on what's really the most important thing in the world, which is other people. So when you think about going to work or going to see your family or think about, I challenge you this morning to ask God to send people across your path to minister to. And get ready because when you start doing that, guess what's going to happen? You're going to go somewhere in the mall or somewhere and <laughs> some guy's going to walk up and you say, you know, I don't know what it is. I just need to talk to you for something different about you. Well, what that individual seeing is the Holy Spirit flowing out of you, affecting them, unbeknownst to them. But you know what's going on. So I'm thankful for God's Spirit in our lives. I'm thankful that as we progress, you know, there's many different ministers and, and ministries out there that talk about the return of Jesus Christ and when it's going to take place. But in actuality, it really doesn't matter. And I say that because it's up to you and I to let the people of the world see the pages of the living gospel. Amen? Amen. We can't get caught up in a time frame about, well, Jesus is coming back today. Well, he may come back today. It's possible. But if you look at the word and you understand the scriptures, it says that Jesus is actually waiting for us to make the enemies our footstools. So if you look at the body of Christ, in fact, uh, Trish and Scott and I were just sharing this. It's like, I look at the body of Christ and I go, how is he going to do that? You know, you've got this denomination, you've got this group of believers, and you wonder, how can God do this? Well, if you and I do our part as believers, if we'll spend time and commune with him in the word, if we'll spend time praying and just worshiping him, you'll see a drastic change in the body of Christ in the world. That's what Jeannie and I are seeing, and I know you guys are seeing it too. If you just look at this church from the inception of two years, look what God has done in two years. You know, so, and he has great things for this church. I've seen things in the spirit. I know the pastor has. We're very grateful for Scott and Trish and the anointing and calling on their lives. You know, I just, I praise God because there are times in your life as a Christian where God will send people across your path. It's an intersection. That intersection is meant to change you in a better way. So when you meet people, even if they're unbelievers, you know, she talked about the glory in Jesus a while ago. Jesus said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It doesn't say they had to get saved first. It doesn't say they had to receive the Holy Spirit first. It says he healed them all. So if you're a believer, you carry that glory that she mentioned about earlier inside of you. You've heard me say the last time I was here, that where you go, the glory goes. Jeannie and I love that scripture. It's Hezekiah 2.5. Because when you see it, you realize where you go, the kingdom of God goes. Okay, so it's pretty exciting to see what the Lord's doing in the earth. And let's look at 1 John, shall we? 1 John 2.20. You, however, have an anointing from the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. Verse 21. 
I have not written you because you lack knowledge of the truth, but because you have it, and because no lie comes from the truth. You know, a lot of times we face obstacles and problems in life, and we just go, I don't know how to do that. We as missionaries in Brazil, we're running into things that go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I shared a story one time. I know Ricky's probably seen this a lot in his life in ministry. Go to different places and you actually need something for the kingdom of God. I'm going to share a little story with you. When we first went back to Brazil after we got married, I needed a washer for a gas line, guys. How easy is that to find here in America? You could probably find one at the 7-Eleven, right? I bet I could walk over here to 7-Eleven and find a washer, rubber washer for a gas line. You know, in Brazil, I went to three hardware stores, and so and none of them had it. They had gas lines, they had couplers, they had everything in the world for propane gas and the connectors, but no rubber washer. And I'm thinking, that's absolutely nuts. I mean, you know, how, how, how can that be? So I started talking to the Lord, the unction, the anointing. And it's real funny because <laughs> the Lord said, go up on the roof. So I go up on the roof, and I'm just talking to the Lord, I'm praising the Lord, I just happened to look down. Guess what was on the roof of our house? A rubber washer. And guess what? That rubber washer actually fit the gas line for the kitchen so we could cook and eat. Praise God. But it's amazing because, you know, we, we think that God sometimes doesn't care about our daily lives because we get so caught up in what we're trying to pursue. We're trying to pursue health. We're trying to pursue wealth. That's not what it's about. It's about pursuing Jesus Christ and not only the crucifixion, but more importantly, the resurrection, because the resurrection is what's going to change people's lives. When you begin to look at yourself in the mirror, and you say, you are the power of God wherever you go. I know Scott and Trish are big believers in confessing the word and saying the word over their lives and over the church. And I know you guys are doing that, too. I encourage you to do that more. Do it more. Don't look at the outward. Only look at the spiritual. Remember, God's word doesn't return void. Remember that. It never changes. So it's constant. And if you think about God, he is ever-expanding. I think, Scott, I've talked about this before. He is an exponential God. So he wants us to affect the earth exponentially. So God has forever to wait on us. Now, I've talked with other Christians. They say, well, it could be 100 years before God comes back. Well, it could. When you look in the natural and you look at things, it could also be tomorrow because it says he's able to redeem the time in our lives. There's no time or distance in the spirit. So when you think about that, speaking of time or distance, before I came in contact with Jeannie again, the Holy Spirit had me start praying for her. Now, this was 32 years after I asked this girl to marry me. She didn't give me an answer right away, so I took that as a no. <laughs> so we went our separate ways but 32 years later the holy spirit started calling her to my remembrance and so I, as i was praying i thought that's really kind of odd you know because i didn't know anything about her didn't know where she was at but to show you how the unction and the anointing works i just kept yielding to it just kept praying just kept praying and so finally on the third night i finally said god why are you calling this woman to my remembrance i don't know where she is i don't know how she looks she may not like how I look. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, because she's going to become your wife. So that kind of took me back a little bit because I wasn't actually expecting that from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but I want you to see the importance of not only the unction, but God's word. 
You know, a lot of times we as Christians take the word as, oh, yeah, I know the Bible says that. We just kind of glean over it. Like any scripture you've heard one time or a hundred times, we just kind of glean over things. And I want to read a scripture to you, 2 Timothy 3.16. Now, a lot of you guys know this. Some of you may not know this. But it talks about the infallible word of God. It says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for instruction, for conviction, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God, or woman, may be complete, fully equipped for every good work. So when you begin to look at the word of God as a seed, when you begin to look at it as something that's going to change not only your environment and the environments of those around you, they don't have to know. You have to know. Once you know this, it changes everything. It's a game changer. You know, it's, uh, uh, Scott and I talked about military terms once before. It's a force multiplier. It's not just like, you know, coming against the enemy with a small weapon. It's like coming against the enemy with large weapons, destroying the enemy. And that's what God wants us to do. Destroy the kingdom of darkness in the earth. You are God's power and voice and hands and feet. You must begin to realize this as believers. You must no longer look at your circumstances, no longer take into account the things that we face. Honestly, guys, it's petty. If you think about, I'm just so ticked off of my boss, I can't believe he treats me like that. But you know what? The greater one lives inside of you. The greater one flows out of you. The greater one changes those events and people around you because you yield to him. If you don't yield to him, there's no change. So I encourage you. I admonish you. I challenge you. Ask God to send people to your life. Ask God to change those people in your life. Watch what happens. Turn with me, if you would, to 2 Peter 1.20. All right, 2 Peter 1.20. If you're not there, I'm going to go ahead just for time's sake. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy or scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation. Verse 21, For no prophecy has ever been brought about through human initiative, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now there's something I want you to see about verse 21. That prophecy was brought by the Holy Spirit to men of, men of God, prophets. If you look at David's life, at the end of David's life, was he considered a prophet, a priest, and king? Amen? So 2 Samuel 23, 2. The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and His word was on my tongue. Well, guess what, guys? The Spirit of the Lord speaks by you, and His word is on your tongue. You are a prophet, a priest, and a king. Amen? Amen? Something I want else I want to show you about uh, in First Peter. First Peter one eleven. I thought this was really good, and it kind of ties in. It actually definitely ties in with what she said about the glory. So First Peter one eleven. Actually, I'm going to start with verse ten. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who foretold the grace that would come to you searched and investigated carefully trying to determine the time and the setting to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ. Now look at the end of this. And the glories to follow. How many of us know what time we're in right now? We're in the time of the glories to follow. 
So it's important for us to realize this all the time. Be sensitive to the unction in your spirit. Listen carefully. Even the smallest things, the very smallest things make a difference. I'll give you a quick reference point of about three weeks ago. I was at Sam's pumping gas in our vehicle. I've never done this before. The vehicle was full. I just decided to keep pumping the vehicle right up to the gas cap. And as I was doing that, by about the third squeeze, the Holy Spirit said, don't do that. <laughs> and so I, I, I reasoned it away, what most people do. They reason that unction, that little small voice, away. And I said, I won't hurt anything. Right up to the top. Put the, the nozzle back in the tank, sealed up the tank, got in the truck. As soon as I turned on the, the <laughs> engine... Every light on the thing lit up, the whole dash. I was like, whoa. And it was saying check engine, all these different things. And I was going, what in the world is going on? And the Holy Spirit said, I told you not to do that. <laughs> so I said, you're right, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. And so I said, now what do I do? My reasoning said, go Google it. Go find, go find the model of your vehicle, Google it, see what they say, find a forum. And I actually did that. But it was funny because before I did that, the Holy Spirit just said, run the gas out of it. Just let it run down for a day. So there I am, I'm driving, everything's still lit up. And I told Jesus, like, I don't, I'm going to have to take this thing to the shop, maybe. No, I'm not in Jesus' name. <laughs> so we're just, you know, riding around and... and by the end of that day, the beginning of the next day, the Holy Spirit said, now go check your vehicle. All, those, all that instrumentation will be back to normal. So I got in the truck, started up. Praise God, everything was normal. But I share that little story with you to, uh, to let you understand and see even the, to pay attention to the smallest detail of what the Holy Spirit tells you. Because it seems like it's nothing. But he cares about the smallest, what we would say, infinitesimal thing in our lives. And there's a reason why. Because if we dial in that voice, we listen to the Spirit, he's going to show us exactly what to do in every circumstance. Amen? Amen. So if you're at a loss today and you don't know what to do, if God's calling you to go into a ministry or do something in this church to get involved, just be patient. Don't get ahead of the Holy Spirit. Just flow with the Holy Spirit. We as believers, bless God, it's mine, it's the kingdom of God, I'm going to take it by force, and we wind up pushing God. We wind up pushing out before the Spirit of God. Not a good place to be. Jeannie, I know that from being in a foreign country. You don't want to get out in front of God's protection or His wisdom if you're in a foreign country where devils run around and are loose. Guess what? There's devils running around here, but they're ineffective because you guys are going to change where you go. Amen? So anyway, I just wanted to share those things with you. Uh, there was one other thing which I thought was kind of interesting that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share. and I, It could be for someone on podcast or maybe even someone here. But turn to Ephesians 5.25. Now this is going a little bit in a different direction, but as I said, I'm doing this because the Holy Spirit told me to do this, and so I'm just going to go with it. In order to walk in love, in order to hear the unction of the Holy Spirit, if you're married, you have to learn how to walk in love towards your mate. Now, Gene and I have been taking a marriage course 
to teach in Brazil to teach couples how to flow together and how to respect one another. Because whether you believe it or not, if you fight on the way to church, it's going to totally affect your effectiveness here at church and if you go somewhere else. Wow, sure is quiet now that I'm meddling a little bit. (laughs) Amen. But listen to this. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing of the water through the word. Men, I encourage you to love your wives as, as much as you love your own body. If you will speak the word over your wife, if she's doing things that she doesn't, that you don't like as the husband, speak the word over her. Don't get in her face and say, you shouldn't do that because uh, whatever. Speak the word over her. It will change things. It will change your demeanor about her. Amen. Wow, sure is quiet in here. <laughs> Colossians 3.19. We've got to go here pretty quick. I'm going to go ahead and start reading it. Wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents and everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Husbands, your wives are not a doormat. I know you guys know that, but there are men in the world that think that. The Greek word there for wives, submit yourselves, means to arrange under, subordinate, to subject in subjection, to subject oneself and obey, to submit to one's control. Not a doormat. To obey the subject of this word. A Greek military term meaning to arrange troops in divisions in military fashion under the command of a leader. Well, a leader has his troops' best interests at heart. He doesn't want to see them annihilated by the enemy. So that's one way to look at being a husband and and watching over your household. All right, Acts 3.26. I know I'm jumping around different scriptures, but I'm trying to get it all in. Amen? Amen. Starting in verse 25. And you are the sons of the prophets and the covenant of God made with your fathers. When he said to Abraham, through your offspring, all families of the earth will be blessed. Now I want you to see something here. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you and myself away from our wicked ways. And why did he do that? Anybody? So that we can turn the world to him. Amen? Amen. So I just want to encourage you today. You know, God is watching everything we do. He cares about our interests. He cares about the interests of the church. He cares about the hairs on your head. I'm just grateful for your prayers. I know Jeannie is. We're just so grateful. You know, you guys, the Word of God says in Amos 3, 7, that surely he will do nothing except that he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. So anything you're dealing with, God's going to reveal it to you. Amen? Amen. I, uh, I'm grateful for you guys. It's a real pleasure and honor that Trish and, and Scott asked us to speak this morning. And really, if we had more time, we could cover a lot more stuff. But God is still on the throne, amen, and he's changing your lives. He's changing our lives. And thank you for praying for us in Brazil. We really appreciate it. We, 
we know that we, when we go back, we're going to go back at the end of this month, we're going to see a drastic change in what God does. We're already seeing it. We're already seeing it. You saw some of the testimonies. It's just amazing to see what God's doing now in the earth. Amen. So we're very grateful for you guys. Scott, if you'd come up, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Praise the Lord. When are you guys going back? 24th of April. All right. So they're going to be going back in about three weeks. So keep them in your prayers. And if you are inclined to support their ministry, it's called Inherit the Nations. Inheritthenations.org. .org. Inherit the Nations, all one word, .org. Amen. I'm going to pray for them right now. Y'all join with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak grace and mercy and power and strength and endurance and financial blessing over Jeannie and Alex in the name of Jesus. We say, Father God, they explore new territory. They take new ground as they pursue what you've called them to do in the nation of Brazil. Their influence expands exponentially. Oh, Father God, those that are saved, healed, delivered, and set free are multiplied greatly under their ministry. And we thank you for it, and we send them forth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to learn more about Faith Life Fellowship and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, you can visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.